The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, a member of the Wells, on April 19, 2015, based on Luke chapter 24, verses 36 through 45. Luke 24. When they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it, because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God through which the Holy Spirit draws us to our risen Savior is the first part of the gospel for today. Luke chapter 24, verses 36 through 45. Please give your attention to the last two verses once again. Jesus said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Your friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. He was so sure as he picked the lottery numbers. But when the day came, not one of his numbers matched. The team was so confident that they would win, but the final score disappointed them. He was so positive that the price of land would skyrocket, then the market collapsed. So many things in life we can feel so sure about, and in fact, that's one of the sad ironies of our fallen human hearts, that we can feel so confident about things that are so uncertain. No matter how confident both teams are, one will lose. Past Price performance doesn't guarantee future gains. And gambling ruins so many lives because of that false confidence that 
My luck's going to change. I'm due for a win. And think of so many other things that people feel confident about or put their confidence in. They feel confident about their diet plan or the latest prescription. They feel confident about the support of their family and friends. They feel confident about their own competency and, and skills. And it is true that to a certain degree, a certain level of confidence in those things is good and healthy. God can certainly bless us with good medical care, faithful friends, and useful skills. But dear friends, we live in an age in which people have too much confidence in all those things and many others. For you see, that is an even sadder irony of the human heart. Even though we are so apt to be overconfident in things that are so uncertain, we fail to have confidence in the one who is alone certain, true, and unchanging. We fail to have confidence in his promises. And rather than confidence in his promises, doubt so easily grips our hearts, infecting us. And that doubt breeds all sorts of worries, fears, hopelessness, despondency, and despair. And as these things fill our lives, think of how they affect our words and our actions, our attitude and our feelings. What we do and say in life becomes driven by the, the doubts and fears and worries rather than flowing out of confidence in Jesus. But Jesus cures our doubts. That's the theme we want to focus on here this morning. Jesus cures our doubts. He replaces doubt with confidence in his promises and how drastically different that confidence is from the kind of confidence our fallen hearts so easily give to those uncertain things. Jesus drives out our doubts. And so come into his word here today, for through these words the Holy Spirit opens our minds to understand and our hearts to believe and not doubt how wonderfully Jesus cures our doubts. Go back. Go back to that first Easter night. The disciples are behind locked doors. Do you sense the fear and worry that, that fills the air there? And yet, there is some eager chattering going on. It's not just doubt filling that room. But you see, despite the doubt, hopelessness hasn't taken over. For they have heard some wonderful news so far that day. In the morning, uh, the ladies came back saying that, that the tomb was empty. Angels had said that Jesus was risen, had risen. And then later on, Peter himself had seen Jesus. And now just a little while ago, two who had been on their way to Emmaus had come racing back. They had walked with Jesus, and he had opened the scriptures to them. Even though they didn't recognize him until the evening meal, how their hearts had burned within them as 
Jesus explained how the scriptures had testified of Christ's suffering and glory. And so, even though they're still behind locked doors, those doubts are beginning to give way as they say to each other, yes, it is true. The Lord has risen. And then there, Jesus himself appears. Yes, right there, standing among them. Right there he is, and he says to them, peace be with you. How would you have felt? Startled, frightened, thinking he was a ghost, that's how the disciples felt. And maybe at first we scratch our heads and say, why? You were already thinking that he had risen from the dead. You were already saying that among yourselves. Why, why were you so startled and frightened when he appeared? Well, the disciples' response, their, their response here, gives us a lot to think about concerning ourselves. It gives us insight into our own hearts that, we so often brush over when we try to examine our own hearts. Like the disciples, we too confess it is true. Jesus has risen. And yet, how deeply has that truth penetrated our inner being? How thoroughly has that truth overflowed into our words and actions. How many of our feelings and attitudes flow from that truth rather than from our doubts and fears and worries? Yes, how often don't we fall into worry and fear as if Jesus were not ruling over all things for us and were still dead in a grave? How often don't doubts creep into our hearts as, as we go through life and, and ask questions like, how is this going to work out? What good could come from this? Things just seem to go from bad to worse. But Jesus says to you and me, just as he said to those disciples, peace be with you. But how can I be at peace don't you know what's going on in my life? The family problems, the financial burdens, the health issues? What about my hopes, my future, my career, my job, my schooling, my family? So many things I want but don't have. So many dreams that are, end up in disappointment. Don't you know some of the memories that I struggle with that plague me? Don't you know the troubles that still trouble me? And what is this world coming to? What, what's going to be down the road for our kids, or our grandkids? Just listen to the evening news. What peace can there be? How can I be at peace? But Jesus says, peace be with you. And as he speaks those words, they're not a mere greeting as if Jesus were saying, hi there, how are you doing? And those words aren't either, uh, they're, they're, they're not a mere wish either. It's not as if Jesus were saying, well, I hope you get peace somewhere down the road somehow. In fact, his words aren't even a distant promise 
as if Jesus were saying, you will have peace someday. The Greek words that the Holy Spirit gave Luke to record here very directly say, peace to you. For you see, what Jesus is saying to the disciples is a promise that states the present reality. He is saying to them and to you and me, I bring you peace right here and now. Believe it. Peace to you. Yes, dear friends, Jesus says, peace to you. For I have reconciled you to God through my death. I have ended that warfare by paying the full penalty for all your sins on the cross. I have risen. You are forgiven. In me, you are God's own dear child with open access to the storehouses, the treasure houses of God's blessing. Yes, dear friends, just think of that. Think of that, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Through Jesus, we are God's own dear children. Under the blessing of his grace and bounty, we have the bounty of his peace right there as his own dear children. He provides for you and me all that we need day after day, and he protects us from this evil world. Be at peace, confident of your heavenly Father's mercy that gives you all that is good. He directs us and guides us and leads us through the darkness of this world, strengthening us to resist temptation so that we follow our shepherd and listen to his voice. Be at peace, confident of your shepherd's love that takes care of you. And what is more, he is keeping you in the one true faith until he brings you, delivers you out of this world of sorrow into the kingdom of glory. Be at peace, confident of the Holy Spirit's grace that calls and sanctifies you through the gospel in word and sacrament. Yes, dear friends, be at peace where Jesus lives. Your Savior lives. But I don't always feel at peace. I still struggle with worries and fears. Doubt and insecurity still raises its head every day in my life. But Jesus is continually at work for me and for you. He is continually at work to take away those doubts, to cure those doubts, just as he did for the disciples there, just as he did on that first Easter evening as he appeared to them. Notice how Jesus works to drive out those doubts, to cure those doubts, and replace them with confidence in him. He invites them to look at his hands and feet, the hands and feet that had been pierced by those nails. Touch me and see, he says. 
He wants them to know with all certainty that this is the same Jesus. This is the same body that they saw nailed to that cross. This is the same body that had carried the sins of the world. But now it is risen from the dead. It has left the grave and is glorified. For Jesus, my Jesus, has risen. Jesus wants them to have that confidence beyond all doubt. He has risen, and to know and believe what that meant. He had taken away their sins. And when this sounds too good to be true, and their joy and amazement keeps them from fully believing it, notice how Jesus goes even farther to cure them of their doubt. He asks for some food. Oh, not, not because he's hungry, but to clearly show to them that he is not a ghost. A ghost does not eat, but Jesus did. He is no ghost. He has truly risen. And he opened their minds to understand that this was God's plan recorded in the scriptures. Moses and the prophets and all the Old Testament had clearly testified about these things. Don't doubt, rather believe. For you see, just as Jesus worked to cure the disciples' doubts. Jesus does the same for you and for me. We not only have the Old Testament testimony of Moses and the prophets, we have the New Testament eyewitness accounts of the apostles. And think of how the apostles put their lives on the line to share this message. You, you heard a little bit of it earlier in the first lesson with Peter. That was just the beginning. So confident they were that Jesus had risen from the dead that they spread that good news no matter what. Yes, they were at peace even in the face of gruesome execution because they knew and believed Jesus had risen from the dead. They were confident that nothing could separate them from his love, not even death itself, for just as Jesus had risen from the dead, so he would raise them. And so they were at peace. And we have their testimony. Believe the testimony of the prophets and the apostles. Believe what the Holy Spirit gave them to write down and record for us. Believe the scriptures, dear friends. And just as Jesus not only assured the disciples through his words, but went even farther, so also Jesus not only cures our doubts by telling us the truth in his word, he also comes to us in the Lord's Supper. Think of that. The same body that the disciples physically touched, that is the body that Jesus gives you and me to eat and to eat in his holy supper. Yes, it is just as real and true as, as when the disciples uh, touched it, but it is, it's there in a way beyond our, our, our ability to understand or comprehend, beyond our physical senses. But just as real and true, for Jesus promises it, for he wants you and me to know and not doubt that he has done all this for you, for you personally. For you see, 
when a joy and amazement, when this news, good news just sounds too good to be true, that Jesus forgives even my sins, that even I am God's own dear child. He comes to us in the Lord's Supper and says, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. For you who are eating it and drinking it, I have done this for you. You are forgiven. You are God's own dear child because I have risen from the dead. Jesus cures us of doubt as he assures us again and again through his word of promise and through his sacrament. He has risen. You are forgiven. You have peace with God because of Jesus. And so, dear friends, say with the hymn writer, Jesus is my confidence. Yes, this world will put their confidence in a whole bunch of things that are uncertain. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Say with the hymn writer, Jesus is my confidence. When the doubts and worries of life plague you, go running to Jesus, saying, Jesus is my confidence. Boldly and confidently tell others this good news and pray that they too can say, Jesus is my confidence. And each day, as doubts try to reassert themselves, keep on going back to the scriptures to continually be renewed in your strength, in his strength, to say, Jesus is my confidence. Yes, dear friends, our risen Savior cures our doubts so that each and every day we can live our lives and have our words and actions and choices throughout our life, even in death, shout out, Jesus is my confidence. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.